Now that we are getting more deep, deep, getting deeper into Buddhism, so now it's time to bring out books. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, this is one of the. Aside from there, there, there are several sutras on. Links of dependent origination. Uh, there's even the, the, the short sutra on interdependent origination, the middle length sutra on dependent origination, and there's a large sutra on dependent origination. And you find those mostly in, uh, and I'm saying suttas, not sutras, because that's how they're called in Pali, sutta. Uh, of course, in the Mayana tradition, there are also uh, text on dependent origination, but they're not a specific sutra devoted just to 12 links of dependent origination. Uh, that's one of the things that you will find when you're reading a lot of Mahayana sutras. Uh, these, the topics that you find mostly, like the foundational topics, like the Four Noble Truths, the uh, Eightfold Path, and now we are going into the 12 links of dependent origination. Uh, but we have to finish it whole path, uh, uh, last review on that. Uh, w these are fundamental, uh, foundational uh, concepts of Buddhism. And they are talked about extensively in, in the, I guess, what now has become the canon of the Theravadan tradition. 
then th these are the the called the sutras. Okay, and in there the Buddha is it's like uh, the Buddha in, for the first time introducing them, and the Buddha talks about them extensively. And you have sutras specifically uh, uh, just for those topics, like the sutra on the Four Noble Truth, the sutra on Eightfold Path, and so on and so forth. But within the Mahayana tradition, since the Mahayana tradition is, uh, uh, became, uh, became known much later, so, the, so it was sort of expected that you already know about these things. You started those teachings. You know about the Four Noble Truths and so forth. So instead of being a Mahayana Sutra on where you find the Four Noble Truths or that, there's just a Sutra where the Buddha is talking about something dealing with Mahayana, you know, with the Bodhisattva deeds, the Bodhisattva uh, action. And then the, the, these other things are just mentioned by name. And sometimes there might be a, a, a Mahayana interpretation of, of these topics where the Buddha gives the Mahayana interpretation of these, of these things. But the thing is that there, you will not find an isolated sutra on just those things within the Mahayana tradition. Okay. So, uh, so now you have your you have your two lists from the the four noble truths, the four noble truths, and then the four aspects of each of these four. And you have sixteen. That's the two lists. And now the, the third list you're getting you, you you're finishing up is the list on the eightfold path. Okay, and the eightfold path you already the, the Described it, but we're just going to go a little bit into it. And after the Eightfold Path, of course, and it's still coming out of the Four Noble Truths, is the Twelve Links of Dependent Origination. The Twelve Links of Dependent Origination is 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 somewhat like uh, an extension or extension of the Eightfold Path. So remember, the Eightfold Path. If you if you remove uh, if you say the Eightfold the the Noble Eightfold Path then it becomes the eightfold path that leads to liberation. That's why it's the, the term noble we place in there. But if you look at it more in a universal way, these are the things, these are the, uh, these are, this, is the, this is the path of action that you go into that gives you whatever, that, uh, out of which any result c comes out of. Okay? And especially when it comes to habits. Okay? The habits are linked to the eightfold path because of a specific view you have and then that cascades into the results that you have, okay? And until you, you change view, you cannot really change the habit, okay? And of course, the, the habit can be uh, a habit that is destructive, or a habit can be something that is constructive, okay? So whichever, whichever way, as long as those elements are in there, whether the habit is destructive or, or constructive, it will continue, it will perpetuate itself, okay? uh, Now, specifically with... Uh, with the path that leads to what we are, the truth of suffering. So you said the dynamics of, of that has to do with the Eightfold Path. But there's a specific path taken, there's a se series uh, of, of uh, what you call that, chain uh, uh, links, cause and effect reaction that, that takes place. That's where the 12 links of dependent origination comes in. Okay. The 12 links of dependent origination is, is, is given out more in a, in a sense of how we got samsara. Okay. And then and 
at the end of every uh, teaching on the 12 weeks of the event of ordination, then the, the, the method is given. Well, if you don't have this, then you won't have that. If you don't have this, you don't have that. Until, until you go back all the way to the first link. And then when you get rid of the first link, that, uh, that uh, eventually gave rise or gave birth to samsaric existence. When you get rid of, rid of, when you get, once you get rid of that first link, then you get rid of samsara. Okay. So all that is related to the Four Noble Truths. Okay. So let's finish up with the Eightfold Path. You remember what, what, what are the eight? What, what are the eight that make up the Eightfold Path? The first one is view. Okay. Now, uh, so you can also call this outlook. That's another way of, of looking at it to make it to make it sound more universal. Okay. Now, the, now you have in order for you to have an outcome that is correct. That by by correct that means you have an outcome that you actually uh, it is an outcome that you you actually enjoy, an outcome that you actually welcome. Then the the view must be correct. So what is it that makes a, a view correct? Well, one of the uh, one of the first obvious things about the correct that makes a view correct or holding uh, uh, one of the things that if it is included within your arsenal of views that will make your arsenal of view correct is understanding the four number truth. Okay. So that would be a part of a, a correct view. Another part of correct view and, and what makes a view correct? What do you think what makes a view correct? So view is correct if if it accords with the way things really are. Oh. <laughs> okay. So that makes a view correct. And if you keep that in mind, that will help you with a lot of things later on. Okay. If it accords with the way things really are, then it is correct. So if you, and interestingly enough, uh, it is because so wrong view, what will be incorrect view then? <laughs> What's called? Yeah, so if, if, if you take that, uh, that uh, definition somewhat of what, what is correct view and just make it the opposite, so what is an incorrect view? Yeah, yeah. So, and that is what leads to suffering, and that's a very interesting thing. And that, and 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 if you keep remembering this, no matter what you're studying later on, it will help you. Okay, what makes a view correct? It's accords with the way things really are. What makes a view incorrect? It doesn't accord with the way things really are. So, yes. Where you have to that's where you have to go with the first first truth we're waiting for me for him <laughs> I was thinking of that that's it he made you late <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 
I thought, oh, maybe you might be uh, going there because yeah. you didn't tell me. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me what was going to be last yesterday. <laughs> That's okay. It's his fault. Yeah. So your question about how how do you start when your mind is already deluded? So that that's exactly where you start. Understanding that wait a minute, I don't have the the right view here. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm suffering, then the view that I have that uh, that is that is uh, propelling my life is wrong, and 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 you have to learn then learn. And this will take a long time for us to actually get to the bottom of this. What is the view that I have that is perpetuating the, the suffering? And until you actually get to know this view, what is this view? Then you will be it will be somewhat uh, difficult for you to know exactly what is the opposite of it. Okay. Like if you, if you think it's because I think the sky is blue, that's my wrong view, then it will be kind of difficult for you. So what would be, what would be, what would be the opposite of thinking, what would be the opposite of the view of uh, a view which is the sky is blue? The sky is not blue. Okay. So when you, you would think if the view had the sky is not blue would be correct, then unfortunately the sky sometimes it's not blue, and then we still suffer. <laughs> okay. So, but when you get to the to the to the to the when you get to the what is really our wrong view, then it will be then when you get to the op- exact opposite of that, and you will try to hold on to the exact opposite of it, then that will lead you out of samsara. That will lead you out of suffering. You have to get. No, the thing is, everything just naturally follows. Whether whether we uh, we're not we are not going to stop everything, stop speaking, stop thinking, stop you know doing anything until we have a correct view. There's already a view perpetuating our life, for, uh, 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 keeping it in motion. So once we get the correct view, then what we say will be will be followed by that. What we think will be followed by that. What we do will be followed by that. So the, the, what you what you're getting to is uh, you don't you, it's not one day all of a sudden you have the correct view. It's something that you have to refine constantly. Okay, and it may be that uh, for example the view is because sky is blue. That's because of holding the view the sky is blue. That's why I'm suffering. And you examine that, and after examination you find that this is not this is incorrect. Then you refine it. Okay, but you're working on your it's something that you have to work at. It's something that you just suddenly uh, uh, arrive at. Okay. Uh, yes. So that's simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are working on many things. I mean, your your awareness is constantly changing and you're constantly observing different things that 
uh, I would rather put it this way. The other things that you are working on, the other things that you are watching, being mindful of, there are things sort of like to see how the view is influencing them, how they are influenced by the view. Like you're watching your speech, for example, to see where it leads to. It's because of, of sort of seeing how is it being guided by view, by, by the view. So it's in a way, a way of refining the view. So you can, you can say that though the process of refining the view is not just only staying with the level of view. It's looking at all these other elements to see how view uh, influences them. Okay. So uh, then you, you come to, un then you have, then in, in refining the view, you arrive at, uh, it's a word that I, took me a very long time to, <laughs> to appropriate and to make use of in a way where I'm not criticizing it, is uh, faith, <laughs> okay? Then you finally arrive at faith, okay? Then, you know, uh, acceptance, uh, or what's another thing for faith? Acceptance. Buy. What was that? <laughs> yeah, buying into it, yeah. It, 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 and, and there's a level of conviction. There's a degree of conviction where you're not fighting with it anymore. That you 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 completely you 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 you've completely bought into it, kind of thing. Okay. So, uh, and once you have that, then when you look at uh, speech that is the opposite of what you're, you're used to, even though you do not have first-hand, you may not have first-hand understanding or first-hand experience of what, of what right speech may lead to, but because you know of what wrong speech leads to and it's nothing that you don't want, then you start trying out right speech because of the conviction that you have. Okay. Now, the, the reason for, uh, for first gaining conviction and, and it, it, of course, it's not how we all end up, okay? First, we are, we are still in a testing mode of a view. While we are testing the view, we try to test, test uh, see, we test what comes out of it, what would necessarily come out of it. So we test right, right, what we think is right speech. We, think, we test what we think is right thinking and so forth. And then we are looking to see if that really leads to something that, that, that is not suffering. But when we are in this phase, we are, there is a danger, okay? Because sometimes we will not necessarily see how a particular cause leads to, uh, how, what is the link of a particular cause and its particular effect. We may initiate a cause and we don't see its effect, but we, something, something else happens and we think that which, that which, is, uh, which, which we are now presently experiencing, we may say, oh, it's connected to, to, the, to that cause. But it's not, it may not necessarily be linked. And because of this, and that's because of wrong view, because of, of our ignorance. Because well, now we are mislinking, would that be, we just made that up? Okay, okay. Mislinking <laughs> uh, causes and effects. And if, for example, someone uh, uh, never tried generosity, okay, because they think that they are stuck with the idea. If I don't keep it, I'll lose it. Okay, that's how. That's how I. That's how. That's the 
someone has the wrong view, the key to to having or holding on to what you have is not to give. Okay. And because it seems like, you know, okay, here is a book I have, I give it to you, wait a minute, now I have nothing. So they, they will link, now I have nothing to giving. Okay, and that's a wrong linking. Okay, so we have to be careful, and this is a very gross example, right? And we have to be very careful what we, what we uh, experience right after an action. We have to be careful about linking that immediate experience to being a direct uh, effect of what we, the action that we, we just, uh, we just uh, finished. Okay. So we have to be very careful about that. I would say uh, that's why it is said that uh, whenever you hear uh, uh, Dharma, you have to make it. You have to you have to listen to it as though it is personal instruction, instruction given specifically to you. No matter how far-fetched it may sound, no matter how far into the future uh, it, it may sound like, you may eventually have to. It's something that you may not be able to pick up until some way into the future. It may not seem to be connected to anything that you're going through right now, but you have to say, oh, this is personal instruction for me right now. Okay. Until you make it personal, you're not going to get any, yeah, you're not going to get anywhere with it. Thank you. 
So it. It's, it's 
it's talking about the very essence of 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 of, uh, of, of the phenomena that exists. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so when you're working on refining the view, then you then so the first thing I said, you have to think about okay, you have to every once in a while think about how you view things. Just think about how you view things. Okay. And perhaps because you went to school, because you've studied, you read books, what 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 you think is your view is not really what, what, what is being referred to as the view. Okay. So you may have this intellectual idea about how you think the world should be or how you think the world uh, is, is your outlook. It's not really your outlook. It's just something that you're, just something that you're holding in your mind. Okay. It's just something that's decorating the shelves in your mind. But what you have to really go into is like, what is it that when you, when you, when you feel yourself compelled to act and you cannot stop yourself from acting, what is that view, the underlying view that makes that happen? That's what you have to look into. Okay. Not just you know, is your view, uh, uh, you know, this kind of ism or that kind of ism. Okay. These things are not really our view. They're, they're just, I, and rightly so, I, I say they're just things that decorate your mind, things to talk about when you're in a party. You know, oh, that ism is means that this and that and that and that and that ism when you compare to this ism, it's just something for you to talk about in parties, okay? It's not really what motivates you. Okay. Okay, so and in that we have to look in, into uh having a proper understanding of the law of causality. Having a proper understanding of what is the relationship between a cause and its effect. What what is the proper relationship? How should they relate? What is it about the nature of a cause that determines its effect? And what is it about the effect and a cause? Uh, what is it? What is it that they share? What is it that they share? Okay, that makes them related. Okay, and we have to go into understanding that. So, ha so there is, you could say, uh, already there is. A, uh, we already have an understanding of that. There's already a view that you have about the cause of law, uh, the laws of uh, uh, causality. Okay. It is what makes you say, okay, I'm in this situation, I need this so I can get out. So you have some understanding already of the law of causality. But there's something maybe not completely correct about it. Okay. That's why somebody might be very afraid to be, to be generous or to practice generosity because they have a misunderstanding of the law of causality. If I hold on to it, cause, that's how I get. That's how I, that's how I get things. Okay. Or if I take, that's how I get things. Okay. And, and that is a very difficult uh, view for some people to, to, to relinquish. They're, even though that person may at times practice generosity or, or, or practice what seems to be generosity, but they practice it as at a, uh, that person may practice it with a very strong reluctance, or maybe practice it with a very uh, with with, with uh, somewhat depressed. Okay. Oh, now I'm depriving myself of something. Now I have to work hard again. I have to go with, go take so I can replace it. Okay. But here I am being forced to de deprive myself of things. So they, they don't, uh, that person uh, I'm thinking about. While they are on the outlook, seems to be practicing generosity, but they're they're pained by it because of their the way they view they view that process. Okay. Uh, 
So that's uh, basically the thing about view that you have to look into. Okay, those two things, right? So first, understanding what does it mean? What, 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 is, what is a view? What makes it correct? And then watch your mind to see what is the view that is motivating your actions, and then examine how you understand the law of causality. Okay, so that will that will uh, uh, refine and, sh and sharpen your your view. Okay, so you can finally get to correct view. And of course, there is already a list of what is correct view, but I'm not going to just give you the list. Okay, that's it. That, that would that would that would that would that wouldn't be fun. <laughs> Do some work and then come up, come up with something, and you probably come up with, you know, there's something I've been thinking about, I've thought about it. I think I'll call it bourgeois. Uh, okay? And when you define bourgeois for me, I say, oh, by the way, that's what they call this. <laughs> okay. But when you arrive at it yourself, then when you just find out, oh, there's another term for it, then it's easier for you to accept that term. That, that term doesn't become, that doesn't stay in your mind and for you to fight with as a foreign object. For too long, okay. So, right. Yeah, what do you think was going to happen? So you're examining what was the, what is it that, uh, especially when uh, you are expecting a particular result. Okay, and you try to look at the underlying uh, view that you had. What were you, what were you thinking deep within you? Okay, that was expecting this particular outcome. Okay. That's how you you get to know what is your view. So after correct view, well, uh, now we're on the Eightfold Noble Path. After correct view, once you gain correct view, then you will have, after that, after view? Yeah, intense thought, okay. And then, and by intention, by thought, it means what is it that will uh, make you act? The, the kind of, uh, the kind of, uh, now we are at the, uh, more like the surface of, of, of consciousness. The view was more like something that you put deep within, within, your, uh, deep within your mind, almost at the level of the unconscious, that you, 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 you put there the view, and then out of that, then it will, it will determine what kind of intentions you have. Okay. And, if you're, and of course, if your intention, then, then all you also have to look at your intention. Yep, that's a very good question. Yeah. But see, the thing is, if you didn't have some sort of view concerning the cup at, at the deeper level, you wouldn't have the intention to, to do to to do anything with the cup. Does, does it go farther? His intention is to pick up the cup. Because the questions there's yeah. Questions there's the view of the better. Yeah. You, you, all, all those. Should it be deeper or should it just... No, make it 
it more uh, more broad, broader, so it, right. so it can be inclusive of, of, of all those layers that you're describing. It doesn't have to be uh, something as deep or my, I intend to benefit or I intend to harm. It doesn't necessarily have to go into into that level. But it's included. Those are also included. So, uh, for example, I intend to pick up the cup. Okay. Then, if he needs to say something, if the cup is too far from him, you know, say something. Hey, you stupid over there! Give me the cup. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that will be that. That will be the action coming out of it. So to get to fulfill the intention, to have the cup in his hand. Okay. Or he would just get up and 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 pick up the cup. Giving the gun to a child. process of right view will lead to that. So until the person has that view. You can't, you you can't, can't have it right now. That's before attention. Yeah. Be, like house, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. Because someone can have the intent intention to do something. And 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 uh, the reason that you don't see yourself following through, you could say you don't really have a view that is strong enough that will propel you to, 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 to do that. Okay. Okay. Wouldn't that then stay at the level of want? It wouldn't progress to 
at the level of want doesn't. Like you want to intent. I, all right. So does intent have some, uh, a little bit of knowing that you can do it or thinking that it's possible? Intent feels like you're already starting. The to process. To get it going. Yeah. Uh -huh. Intent feels like it's possible to accomplish. Uh huh. Possible to accomplish, yeah. Without possible to accomplish, you will, you'll just want it, but you won't. Like, okay, I want, uh, oh, give me an example, I want. I want to become, you know. The king of the green world. Colored. Yeah, okay. a green colored king of the world. Okay. I want to become a green colored king of the world. Okay. But, but, but uh, all right, so does intention thing have to have some logical thing about how I can actually achieve that? Can and I, I can No, you have to yeah, definitely think it's possible. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if if I have a view that it's possible for me to become the green colored king of the world, then I will have to start having the intention to do so. Yeah. And I will start saying things that I think will lead to that. I will start doing things I would think will lead to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the view leads to your intention. Uh, intention of uh, what you believe at the core is possible to do. Okay. Whether it, and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be as far as reality is concerned. It doesn't have anything to do anything with reality. Okay. Whether it's really possible. Whether it's really possible or not. It's what you yeah, what you think is possible. Okay. So if it's if it's in accord with reality view, then of course the intention will will you will have the intention and that will lead to a, a, an outcome that's in accord with reality. If it's not, if you start with a view that is not in accord with reality, then your intention will lead to something that is not something that you want or so meaning. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have uh, uh, right. I mean, right after, if you have right, right intention, then the kind of the, your behavior will be right. Right meaning. Yeah, it will lead to liberation, or it will lead to an outcome that is wanted. So you will say things that would lead to something that you want. Now, uh, this I think happens a lot with uh, in the world of politics. I, I've, I've started to notice that it's like you have the in, in, you have the wanting or the intention to uh, get somebody to stop doing something, but because the view is, is, is wrong, and w what they end up doing, they end up saying something that actually brings about what they don't want. Okay, I don't want you to do this anymore. And then they say some, something in such a way that it, it makes the person do it. You know what I mean? So, if, uh, if, if, if everything was, if, if you were holding on, if, if, if 
let's say the word skillful comes in mind, right? If you are skillful, and if this outcome is really what you wanted, not necessarily, oh, I want to tell this person off, okay? And, and that is like a, a, a different track. That comes from its own view, thinking that I will be happy if I tell this person off. And then you mix it up with, oh, I also want this person to stop doing this. And then you mix those two, thinking that you have, you're, you're following one path. But you just like, you started here, and you got off, and you went on, on, on this path. And then you say, you told the person off, thinking, oh, if I tell this person off, this person will stop doing this. Okay. But two different things are happening here. I want this person to stop, and then you, you, don't, you don't follow with it. And it's just like abandoning. Okay. Because you're, you're abandoning. I want the outcome to be this person stops. And then there's, there's also the other thing, oh, I want to tell this person off. And you say something that, that uh, injures the person, that makes the person feel bad. And then you, you, may, feel, you may feel good, oh, I, I finally told the person off. But you don't, you don't end up with what you want. Instead, you might even be injuring yourself further by making the person do more of what you want the person not to do. Okay. Uh, I don't know, can you think of any example I mean, <laughs> in politics nowadays? But can you think of uh, more in the, the example of a, a, a speech? Like, we've already gone through the view. They have the view of Obama is evil. Okay. And then their intention now is to stop Obama. Okay. And then they start saying things. Yeah. But because of the, if the view is wrong, how, what is it that they said that makes the speech wrong? Like, uh,
and now the rest of the world wants them to stop, right? I mean, at least give the impression that you, they, you, want, you want them to stop. And what are they saying to get the outcome? Oh, you're a bunch of killers. You people shouldn't be doing this. You, 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 you. So when, when they speak, it's, uh, uh, the outcome isn't that the person listens and says, oh, okay, now I should stop. Even now you're hearing that the thing is still continuing. How long has it been going on? I mean, for decades almost now, right? So w w the thing is, when you, like uh, uh, those who are parents, right? The child does something, and then it comes, you have compassion for the child. You know the child is doing something that is harming the child. That is, that is you know, the, what the child really wants, the child is not doing what will, what will bring the child that thing. Instead, the child is, is uh, destroying herself or himself. I mean, not, you know, destruction in terms of maybe destroying their social uh, life, so to speak. And you see that because, you know, you went through it, you're wise, you know, wiser than the child. And now you want the child not to destroy himself or herself. But because you don't hold on to that, to, to that, to that, to that view, instead you allow yourself to be dominated by the, the, maybe the, uh, your upset, the anger that comes up. And then, you, and then you start saying something that you think will make the child you think will make the child stop. Instead, you say something just out of the anger, and the child doesn't stop. The child even holds on uh, strong, uh, fiercely to, to, to whatever they were doing because what they didn't get from you a sense of true concern for, what, for, what, for, for, what, uh, uh, for whatever destructive path that, that they, 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 they've fallen into. I'm not saying that they will do it like, uh, oh, I don't see your concern here or anything like that. But more in a, because of the speech, because of the tone of the speech, because of you know, because of well, that's what they, they that's the communication that they got from you. They end up uh, to make it sure what you say doesn't end up with uh, with the, with that child not stop stopping the destructive path that they were on, and and. And that's where you have to be. You have to. We have to be skillful. You have to learn to be skillful. What is it that you want? And then what you what you say has to be in accord in such of the reality of what you want, so that what you say ends up bringing about the, the result that you want. Okay. So. Uh, and so uh, so that now the, the level of behavior, speech. And then the, at the next level of behavior is uh, action. But also think of the eightfold path more in a, in, in a more in a action, almost like the essence of things. Okay, not necessarily. Uh, don't think of specific situations necessarily for the you know, eightfold path specific situation, but more, think of it more in an abstract way. Okay. And the words doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, okay, these fall into the category of, of uh, these words fall in, the, fall in the category of correct speech, and these words fall in the category of, of, uh, of incorrect speech. But think more in the essence of, of from the start and then and the outcome, okay? If the speech 
connected to it is uh, connected to that path leads to the through to the outcome that you want, then that speech was the correct speech. Okay. You may have to be you may have to say something you may have had to sometimes you may have to say something something harsh. Sometimes you may have to say something very soft. But the thing is you have to think of what speech will bring about this particular outcome. Okay. Examine that further. Well, then maybe you don't have to correct you because you have an expectation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, everybody, we, all have, we all have our own karma. Does, this phenomenon doesn't stop. We all have our own karma. We all have our own uh, stuff to deal with. We all have our own uh, uh, potential for, for for different kinds of results, okay. but that itself, uh, I guess, and it's not quite related, but uh, it, it brings it up that shouldn't stop us from trying. Okay. Yeah, and and this is where this is where the linking of the cause and, and the result come come into come into being. Uh, wanting the child to do something positive and then behaving and acting a certain way and towards the child and not getting the result that you want that the the result that the result that the result would be the child changes right mm -hmm. so or the result that you want is the child changing in a, in a direction that you want okay but don't think that if you uh, all those things that you have done, your right intention, your right speech, you examine it, and your right action, you examine it. You, so as far as you know, everything you've done so far is, is correct, right? But like you said, it falls on deaf ear. So we shouldn't link the result of falling on deaf ear as being speaking rightly, acting rightly. You should have to do those things. And the result... The act, the actual, the act, the actual result of those things is not really the child changing. The actual result of those things is what happens to you later on.
And also, uh, uh, accidentally, I, I mentioned the, the world of politics in there. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes uh, people feel, oh, this is this is a, this is a, we call it a, a useless, not a useless. A, like you know, the thing that's been going on in in the Middle East for thousands of years, you know, there's no way to put an end to it. We call that feel senseless. Uh, no, not senseless. Uh, like you want to do something, but you don't think it's going to bring any. What's called that? Futile. Yeah, you think it's futile to to do any action, whether it's speech, whether it's action towards that kind of situation, because. The action, the re what I want to see, I'm not gonna see it. So it makes you, it, it might make you stop from doing anything. That's what we have. To, we have to be careful about those. Okay. So you don't even have the intention. You don't even have the intention. The intention to. To to uh, in that case, if what you want is what you want is to let's say um, stop the fighting in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. That 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 could happen because of the view. I can, there's nothing I can do, so you don't. Even, so you don't even go to the past. So you don't even go to the having an intention. But. Yeah, you're not doing yourself. For for something as uh, planetary as uh, as the Middle East, for example, okay. At least having a wish that the situation ends—that's something positive to do. It may not be that you may have may not be that you have the speech that will put that will bring it a positive outcome. You may not have the action. You may not have the knowledge of the action, the knowledge of the speech that will bring about, oh, all of a sudden the people stop, uh, the, the problem stop. But at least to have the thought in your mind, I wish this didn't stop. That thought itself is, is, is along the line of right views, along the line of, of, of something that you, can, that you can do that can actually put an end to it. It doesn't have to be only speech or only, only action from your part. If you when you're, when you're saying that, though, that's not like something visible is going to happen. It's mm. more back to yourself. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. It's more back to you as back. something visible by saying that all of a sudden everybody in the world, you know, but, 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 thing and everything else. But, 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 think, but think of it. Think of it, that, have it this way. Let's look at, uh, let's look at the example. Okay, here's the, the, the Middle East and everything that's connected to it and all those people who are personally uh, physically involved and were uh, uh, caught up either psychologically or whatever in that, in that, right? And then those people there, and then people outside of them have the same view. Oh, it's futile. There's nothing we can do. So what, what would happen? Things will just continue to perpetuate as it is, right? But if people start to think, at least I wish it didn't continue. Now imagine if everyone had that thought. 
I wish it didn't continue. Then that wish of having that wish, when you see yourself about to do something or say something that will perpetuate it, it will, it, that wish will make you, prevent you from acting, from falling, of, uh, from doing those things. No, that, that will come after. That will come after the view. Okay. If, because if you have the view, it's futile. Nothing. Nothing we can no, do. No, I'm saying it's, That's, 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 that's interesting, what you just said, uh, because if I hold on to the view, it's futile. So whenever there is a conversation going on about it, then we'll, I'll be negative. I'll, be, I'll, I'll help the negativity, or perpetuate the negativity. But if I have on to the view that it's not futile, and I wish that something would change, when I hear, when I'm in conversation with people talking about it, then I would, then I would look for something to say to show how it can change to something positive. Whoa, what is that kind of thing? What you're doing now is you're almost in and they'll come away, but it's almost a feeling when it's alcohol. I'm liking it. Ah, okay. Maybe it's the honey in there. No, I mean, the, the, it's, it's probably the honey that's giving the, the feel that, or the taste that, it tastes like alcohol. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, I guess what I'm saying is, I, uh, this, this would be sort of like a, a what's that term? A very nice term we keep using it nowadays. No, Yeah, okay. Yes, okay. Political. It's not politically correct. <laughs> 
for it to be thrown in Mahayana and Theravada within the context that you're throwing it in. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. So, if, if Theravadans are a bunch of selfish, you know, that oh, word. Pigs. because it, it almost it, it might it might it might be taken that way. Okay. Yeah. But but in a in a in a greater context of of uh, Hinayana and Hinayana and Mahayana. Okay. But say more. Don't say Theravada in in, in specific in that context. Say it's better to say Hinayana. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's not, it's not so much that. In, in a sense of taking, uh, uh, seeing a, a greater, uh, a greater good for the greater for the greater uh, uh, whole, then you act. You're, you're proactive. Yeah, that's to use proactive. That will be the Mahayana attitude. But being concerned about uh, more of your own personal well-being, and then acting just for your own, mostly for your personal well-being, that will be the Hinayana perspective. But whether you're Hinayana or Mahayana, you're concerned about the suffering of others. The Mahayana is proactive about alleviating the suffering of others also. Whether Hinayana is concerned about the suffering of others, but more concerned about getting rid of it from, from their, own, uh, their own personal experience of it. But they're not going to actively do anything to cause others to, to further experience suffering. Yeah, that, 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 that actually brings about uh, a topic that's sort of uh, appropriate for this, for, no, introduction to Buddhism. Uh, the Hinayanis doesn't have, the, doesn't form the thought, I don't want to benefit others. They don't form that thought. They form the thought, I need to get out of suffering. What do I need to do? Okay, and then they engage in those things. Not while they're thinking, well, I'm taking myself out, I'm not taking you. Okay. It, uh, uh, philosophically speaking, the Hinanis doesn't believe it's possible to remove the suffering of other. It's only possible to remove the suffering of self. Okay. But they definitely uh, are, uh, are not uh, engage in bringing about suffering of others. They're not engaged in, in. It's like if if a Hinayana has a, as a, uh, I don't know, has some sort of uh, wealth. It's not like they think they're gonna, they're gonna the Hinayana, the Hinayana will think, well, I'm gonna keep this for myself. They're not gonna. It's not, the Hinayana is well, not someone who is gonna be thinking, uh, I, I don't want to share this. The Hinayana is not someone who who is thinking, uh, if. Uh, if I give it to you, it's not going to help me. The Hinanis is not someone is, that, would, that, would be, that would be a worldly person. The Hinanis is a spiritual person. 
all those things that we think about about that uh, that make someone spiritual, the inanimate possesses those things also. They are generous. They are genuinely generous. But in the in the way that you mention it, that they, they, they might think uh, I'm giving, I'm doing this act of generosity because it will help you. By helping you, it will help me get out of suffering. Not more, in a, not more in a restrictive sense of thinking. Oh, let me see. Let me, let me give you this. I don't care if it helps you or not. But giving it to you is going to help me. That would not make someone uh, necessarily a hinaanis. The person would, uh, uh, it would act. Oh, you need help. Here, I can help you. Here, and then the, for the hinaanis, having helped you, that will help me get out of suffering. Okay. The Mahayanists call them Hinayanists. <laughs> okay. Because he, he, no, the, the term Mahayana and Hinayana are Yana is vehicle or pa, uh, path. And Hina makes it the, the little vehicle. Because little, because it, the, the, the goal of it is I am out of suffering and my job is finished. Okay. And the Mahayana, the, the Mahayana means great because. I am out of suffering, and now I can help others come out of suffering also. That's what makes it great. Okay. And, then, and that's basically the, the differences. And, and the reason that in a way has to do with that, the view of the view that we're talking about, what is possible, what is not possible. The Hinayanists have the view it's impossible to do what the Mahayanists think they're doing. They, the, according to someone who has the philosophical view of Hinayana, they think the Mayana, the Mayanis is fooling themselves. They're, they're doing something that is impossible to be to be done from the from the from the very beginning. And they take that from, from the same teachings that the Mayanis teach. Yeah. 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 They call themselves Theravadins, and then that form of Buddhism is found mostly in Southern Asia, Burma, Thailand, um, uh, Cambodia, those areas. Okay. Uh, and if you encounter a Theravadin monk or a Theravadin person, don't say, oh, you are a Hinayana practitioner. <laughs> you wouldn't call it that. <laughs> but interestingly enough, in... Uh, in Bangladesh, which is now 99% Muslim, so one, that 1%, because remember, before Muslim arrived, it was entirely Buddhist, and it was entirely Mahayana Buddhist. Okay. So because a lot of the features that went to, to Tibet came from that area, actually, like Atisha, for example. So not because of the, uh, because of the, uh, condition of the, the, the Islam in, in, in Bangladesh, those who were Buddhists went to the hills to hide so they, so they would not be persecuted or, or converted. But because any signs of being a Buddhist had to be, you know, not, not be shown in public. So they, they started to practice more in, inwardly. And they couldn't, they, didn't have, they couldn't have any institutions promoting and uh, uh, promoting and 
uh, in strengthening their understanding. So they, they became Buddhists only in name. For them, uh, much later generations, uh, they sort of like adopted the, the non-Buddhist uh, philosophies into their own somewhat, right? Like uh, the same way that someone would behave in a non-Buddhist, they would behave also, but think, but thinking more like, I'm a Buddhist. Okay. So later on, uh, Travada monks knew that you know, this used to be you know, uh, a Buddhist area, so they went just to maybe on pilgrimage or something like that, and they discovered these uh, Buddhists in the hills. Say, oh, wait a minute, you people are Buddhists, but you're practicing Buddhism in an entirely wrong way. So they taught them Theravada Buddhism. So now that 1% of, of the Bangladesh population, which are now Buddhists, they are, they, are, they are practicing Theravada. Now, the interesting thing is, because it was mostly a, a Mahayana country, you, you still see traces of Mahayana there. Like, they have uh, towns and places named after Mahayana, uh, uh, Mahayana deities and Mahayana uh, uh, ideas. And even the, <laughs> even the term Mahayana and Hinayana is still there, but they use it in a completely different way. So Mahozani are those Buddhists who are very loose with their vows, <laughs> and Hinozani are those Buddhists who keep their vows very strictly. So, if, so the, the term still, uh, that's the only example I can think of where the term Mahayana Hiyana still exists because of the, of the history, but it has been given different, different names. So if you, if you can call them Hinozani, they will be, they'll, they'll be, they'll, they'll probably accepted. Because that means that they're keeping their vows properly. But don't call them Mahayana <laughs> Do you want to say something? No. No. All right. I think uh, we didn't quite finish the eightfold path. <laughs> we didn't quite get to the uh, twelve links. But to get to give you a heads up, this is a very great. This is a very good book on on twelve books, uh, twelve links. It's uh, it's called King Udra Yana and the Wheel of Life. Probably very difficult to find nowadays if you can find it. What is it? It's about the Wheel of Life. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a description of how the wheel of life came into existence. And it tends on the out, on the out, what do you call that, on the rim, outer rim of, of the wheel is the 12 links of the dependent arising are depicted. So in this book it talks about it. Okay, in uh, very nice detail. Yeah. In much that, that <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> well, we, we, I think we, we'll, yeah, eventually we'll go into into the twelve links of dependent origination. But this book talks about it, okay, in in very nice little details, both scholarly details and for and also uh, uh, details for to apply in your life. Okay, King Udrayana. That's the person, that's the king in India who, who is responsible for, for the Wheel of Life painting. It's a very nice little story, too. I mean, you can, you can skip and go to the, <laughs> go to the, 
the story and then <laughs> okay now, the, uh, I'll say it again the reason for for going over four of this the 16 of that the 12 of this the eight of that because once you get I remember what I said in the in the earlier uh, discourses of the Buddha the Buddha went into deep you know, discourse, explanation of them. But later on, and these you will find in the Theravadan canon. Okay. But in the Mahayana canon, you don't see discourses where the Buddha only talks about those things. You will see the Buddha talking about them from a perspective that you already know. Now let me give you something deeper about them. But if you don't have already the fundamental understanding of it, it will be difficult for you to understand what the Buddha is talking about. Or, worse, you might draw one conclusion about what the Buddha is talking about within the Mahayana context when the Buddha is talking about those things. And later on, when you go into the, uh, the Vajrayana, where it, sort of, it takes into, it takes into uh, consideration, now you have mastered these, these, these fundamental teachings, now I'm going to talk about them in a very abstract, very poetic way. Okay. And then that will completely throw you off. Okay. If you don't have the proper understanding. Like, for example, should I say that one? Mm, let me see. Where can I say without getting into trouble? <laughs> oh, I, I'll say this. Like, uh, it's, okay, it's not, uh, it's not, uh, I mean, you can see them, right? There's, these are supposed to be very high, connect, connecting with the very high teachings, okay? Like uh, a picture of Tara, Green Tara, for example. If you understand the fundamental teachings, you will see why she's green, why she has that, why she has this, why. All these things are, in a way, teaching those very same things in a, in a completely different way. Okay. But if you, already, if, if you don't have the fundamental teachings, then you, then you can say, uh, in a very, it's a very Western kind of a, a concept, you're in danger of idolatry. You understand? There is no in in Western uh, uh, spirituality. That's like the worst thing you can do, right? So something very comparable, very uh, not exactly that. There's no concept of idolatry in in Buddhism, but something close to that would be you see the you see the you see the image, and you go to the image. You take you take refuge in the image. You take you know you you know you know rob the feet of the statue. Maybe you get lucky. You know these things happen in Mahayana countries where where, where they've lost the understanding. Okay, now rub the rub the feet of, of the Buddha, and then you will get you 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 will grant you a wish or something like that. <laughs> okay. Rub the belly. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> rub the Buddha's belly, and then you will you will it will uh, fulfill your wish. If that doesn't work, or you, you have to rub it this way and that way. <laughs> Wax on, wax off. <laughs> but when you see, when you have a, when when you have the fundamental understanding, you say, oh, oh, this is saying this in a way that will that sort of like goes deep, like you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's like it cuts through a lot of the uh, what's called that. Ah, uh, it cuts through the the, the 
the, the upper layer of the mind where the intellectual layer, it sort of cuts through the intellectual, goes right into the part of you that makes, makes actions happen. Okay. But you must have that foundation for it to, for it to, for it to have that kind of effect. The answer to the question is yes, yes. <laughs> there are other Buddhas out there, and 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 women have achieved Buddha. And the reason that I and I'll say this: the reason that we don't hear much about the female Buddhas is because of the kind of society that that we live in, or the kind of society that they came out of. I mean, they give the Buddha such a such 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 hell when he when he uh, ordained women. Being ordained on the future past. Uh, so, probably if we were not in this universe, or if we were on another planet, you probably see people, and when you ask a certain question, people say, What did you say? Women, not Buddhism? Where, where did you get that idea from? No. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, definitely. And, 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 you will hear that Buddhists saying, even even some uh, women, uh, Buddhist women, who's make, who are making prayers, may I become a man in my next life so I can become Buddha. And you and you will hear that there are some people who have such teachings, and, and they they say that it's, it's, it's so somehow they're saying it's, it's within it's within the teaching of Buddhism, but it's not. From the from the Hinayana to Vajrayana. There is not any restriction about who can reach enlightenment. If the Buddha can say in the even in the in the Hinana literature, where the Buddha says even an ant, if an ant once makes a death, makes a determination, I want to reach Buddhahood, there's no one who can stop it. Okay. Yeah. The the, the story of of, of Tara. Uh, it's kind of complicated, but it begin, uh, uh, the most uh, the prevalent one is because of that specific wrong view that women cannot reach, or some a person cannot reach enlightenment if they are within a woman's body. To prove this is wrong, that's why there's power. Okay. Just connected with that, connected specifically with that question. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what is women? A liver. Oh, yes. <laughs> I thought you said liver. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so after that, <laughs> there's even a little story about, uh, uh, I think, it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, there's a sutra where Ananda, who is Ananda, uh, uh, having, was having a, a conversation with the, with the princess, 
and she was like 12 or 13, but she was very young. I'm not sure exactly, but she was very young. And uh, the princess was a bodhisattva. And Ananda was supposed to be the, a representation of the Hinayanas, right? Having reached the Hina, she, he's supposed to be an Ahad. So this is, you have to consider this is just for the context of giving a story, giving a, uh, making a point. The, the factuality of the story you know, is, not, is not of importance. So there's a, there's a princess who's about 12 or something like that, and then Ananda comes over there, he's an Ahad, and he comes to beg for, you know, he, he comes to give the household the opportunity to accumulate merit by begging. By begging. And the princess refuses to pay any respect to, to Ananda. And Ananda is asking the, the, the king, don't you raise your kids correctly? I mean, I'm a monk, and I'm coming to a house to give you opportunity to collect merit, and your daughter is being uh, very disrespectful. And the daughter says, uh, I'm a bodhisattva. You are Inanna. You should be bound to me. <laughs> and somehow this gets into the conversation about men and women and who can achieve it, who can achieve uh, uh, enlightenment. Uh, Somehow it ends up being the the woman, the, this little girl, out debates all the hinayanas. Okay, they're debating her on wisdom, and she she floors them. They debate her on all the all the different things, and then and then, and then at the end saying, if a little girl can beat you guys, <laughs> how can you hold the view? That women cannot achieve what you thought what you thought you achieved. Something like that. Sorry about that, Ta. No, it's a story you just told about the same woman, the same little girl. No, it's that little girl. Yeah. Yeah, same story. Yeah. Forget the name of the sutra. If I find it, I'll 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 let you know. Yeah. Yeah. Dependent arising? Well, it, it's, it's connected. Okay. It's connected. So yeah. Similar. Yeah. Yeah, it's connected. Okay, so let's uh, see our final action for the.
By this virtue, may all beings perfect the accumulations of merit and wisdom and achieve the two holy bodies that arise from merit and wisdom. Hinana Mahayana question. That dedication, is that a Hinana dedication or Mahayana dedication? It would seem to be, but it's not necessary. No, they want all beings to stop suffering. They want all beings to reach liberation. They just don't think it's possible for one person to help out someone else do it. Yeah. I mean, help in the sense that, you know, the way in the Mayana concept. Okay. So it would, it would, this, would be, this would be completely Mahayana by, by adding at the end, may I become a Buddha to do it. That would make it completely Mahayana. But as it is without that line, it can be Mayana, it can be Hinana. Okay. 